0: for listening to our podcast recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website gatewaychurchashford.co.uk.
1: We're over to Pete. Okay. Great. <clears throat> I enjoyed my trip. <laughs> oh. Oh, I do hate little puns. They're awful, aren't they? Stand. Stand. <laughs> right, Fran and I hopefully will serve you this morning. I'm just putting the timer on here to make sure that we stick to the 20 minutes. Okay, so timer is started now. here we go. <laughs> what we're going to be looking at this morning is... The whole area of moving on from asking God for things to receiving from him. To moving on from asking for the Holy Spirit to position ourselves to be waiting and to receive the Holy Spirit. Because it's ever so important that you are waiting in the right place. There's a story that at the pearly gates of heaven that there were two, get, there were two doors. This is for the men one door said for henpecked husbands and the other one said for non henpecked husbands and the doorway for the henpecked husbands there was a whole long queue waiting and at the door for the henpecked husbands there was just one man waiting so peter went up and said are you sure you're in the right queue he said yes 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 i'm sure i'm in the right queue and peter said but that long queue theres so that's for the henpecked husbands this is for the non henpecked And henpecked husbands, are you sure you're in the right queue? And he says, yes, I'm definitely in the right queue. My wife said, Gerald, you are to wait there. (laughs) (laughs) It's important that we're waiting in the right place. And it's important that we're waiting in the right way. I suppose the text this morning would come from Acts chapter 1 verse 4. I'm going to be rattling through some, some uh, uh, verses, and Fran will as well, so you might just want to quickly write down these verses if you want to refer back to them. It says in Acts 1-4, it says, Jesus spoke to the disciples, and he said, you must wait in Jerusalem until you receive the Holy Spirit, or, or receive the gift that my Father has promised. And the key words in that passage is to wait how long? Well, until, until when? Till you receive what? The promise. And these are the phases that we go through. And even as a church, we're coming into a season like that now, because God has is, God is given us promises. He's given us promises about the Holy Spirit. As a church, it's been coming through over recent months that there is a move of the Spirit coming upon us. But we have to move back a bit and say, right, we've got to position ourselves to get this promise, so we need to be waiting, and we need to be in an, an atmosphere of receiving in an attitude of receiving God oh, sorry, the Bible is full of examples and exhortations of how we can wait and how we can receive. God is always speaking right? he 's never silent he 's always speaking. We just need to be listening and Elijah had the tough time. You read about it in 1 Kings 19. He was being chased by Jezebel, and Jezebel was killing all the prophets. And Elijah was wanting to hear God. And he tried to hear God in an earthquake that God had sent. But God wasn't in the earthquake. And then it says that there was fire that came. But God wasn't in the fire. And there was a mighty wind, but God wasn't in the wind. But it says that after all of this, there was a whisper And it says, Elijah heard God in the whisper. And I tell you that we go, there's not one of us here that doesn't have troubles and trials. Because troubles and trials are there in order for us to grow in faith. And they also allow a wonderful opportunity for us to step out of them and into God and experience his grace and experience his love. So we all go through storms. We all go through trials. But we need to find ourselves a place where we can hear God in it and be transformed. Now, the Bible's very clear that there are three parts to us. And I just wanted to check this morning that we're all here. So could you put your hand up, please, if you've got a body? Good. I'm glad all your hands went up. Could you put your hands up, please, if you've got a soul? All right. Okay. Yeah. One or two just wavering there. Okay. Could you put your hand up, please, if you've got a spirit? Good. I'm glad to see so many hands. The difference between our soul and our spirit is that our soul is very much in touch with the world. Our soul is affected by the world. It's affected, it, it, our soul is our feelings, our emotions, our thoughts, and we get so affected by the surroundings. So our soul is affected by our surroundings. Our spirit is in touch with heaven. Our spirit is unfettered. Our spirit is always longing for more of the presence of God. That's why the spirit is within us. It's because it's longing for more and more of the communication with heaven. Trouble is, our our soul gets in the way. (laughs) Now, please, don't get me wrong. Your soul loves God. Your soul wants to serve God. It's just that your soul wants to have international recognition for doing so. Your soul, your soul wants to be noticed. Your soul wants the stuff. Okay? Your spirit is free. Your spirit doesn't want that. Your spirit just wants the presence of God. And so we're entering into a phase as a church, I believe, where God is going to be showing us and teaching us how we can train ourselves and learn to quieten our, our soul so that we can allow our spirit to take the right place in, our, in, in the right position so that we can hear the Holy Spirit, so that we can receive the Holy Spirit. It says in Psalm 46, verse 10, it's a very famous verse, it says, Be still and know that I am God. But what you may not realize is the majority of the rest of that psalm is all about earthquakes, moving landscapes, nations crumbling, And uncertainty. And in the midst of all of that, God says, be still and know that I am God. But there is a way that we can do that. Do you know, God has amazingly put in the soles of our feet very tiny sensors that can pick up small movements in the ground. And people who live in earthquake areas, when there is an earthquake or the possibility of an earthquake, they take off their shoes and their socks so that they can be more sensitive to the surroundings, so that they can sense the tremors. And also, when the tremors come, when the shaking comes, they are able to position their feet and get a better grip, and they're able to stand when all around is moving. And I believe that that's what God's wanting us to do. He's wanting us to be able to stand when there is trials all around us, when there's shaking going on, to come to a place where we can hear God. So, Exodus 14... Verse 14, this is where the Israelites were jammed between the army of Pharaoh and the Red Sea, and there seemed nowhere to go. And yet Moses said, the Lord will fight for you. All you have to do is to be still. And I believe that God is speaking to many of you and saying, I know there's a lot going on in your life, but be still. Just learn to come to rest in God. We've got many promises, as I say, that there's over us as a church, that God is moving us into a new phase. In Hebrews chapter 4, the whole chapter is about coming into God's rest. Coming into a place where we know the peace of God and we move from that position of the peace of God. And it says in Hebrews 4 verse 11, it says, make every effort To enter into his peace. So, when we talk about resting in God, and we're going to be encouraging, and Fran's going to be showing you some of the things that distract you, but also showing you some of the things that you can do in order to enter into the rest. It's not a passive rest, it's not a sort of, okay, all right, I'm going to think of nothing. It's not like that. It's an active rest. It's do everything that you can to enter into this rest. And so you need to remind yourselves of the promises. You need to remind yourself why you're coming to this place. God's going to give. God has said. God said, I will pour out my spirit on you. God wants me to receive the Holy Spirit. And that is th- that's for all of us. God wants you to receive his Holy Spirit. This morning, God wants to touch you. There's no doubt about it. He wants to touch you. And you need to remind yourself of that. And remind yourself of the fact that you are, you are worthy because of Christ because of what he's done for you, you are worthy to receive more of the Spirit. And we need the Holy Spirit, otherwise we're not going to achieve what God has planned for us. Now, I'm going to hand over to Fran. That's great. nine minutes. Fran, Fran's going to take us on a step further from this.
0: Thanks. To be honest, I just wanted to carry on listening to that, but I'll give you what I've got. Um... So when we're learning how to receive from God, it does take some practice. We have to push through. Um, We have such a longing in our hearts, don't we, to know him better. And we can have the very best of intentions of, you know, putting time aside and giving it to God and spending time with him. But how many of us know that that is easier said than done? the minute you set yourself aside to spend time with god you are crowded in with other stuff that suddenly is so important things that are filling your mind and we can find that you know that that the minutes that that we're actually spending feel like hours suddenly as we're waiting for something to happen for us to feel something But maybe we don't. And then that can lead on to disappointment, frustration, um, and maybe even just a little bit of jealousy of those that sort of say that things are happening for them. So, what's happening in those moments when we're wanting, we're so wanting to enter in and receive from God? Why aren't we? What's going on? I'd like to look at three different things really quickly. We can make the mistake. Of thinking that we've got to empty our minds and just listen. That will never work. Our brains are not wired to ever have a space. You try it sometime, you won't get beyond one second because you'll already be thinking about that one second. Something fills it. Um, Our flesh, Pete called it the soul. Anything to do with our emotions, our comfort, anything like that is the soul. Our soul will quickly try and fill that space that we're trying to create. And it will fill it with your, your sort of current worries, your fears, your current problems, um, your to-do lists, um, your frustrations, your um, boredom, your impatience. All of those things will crowd in because your flesh will just fill it. Um, It might even be the person in front's dodgy haircut. Something will distract you from thinking about God. All of these are really immediate. They're very close to you. It's us focused on ourselves and focused on our own needs. That is a very small place. And if we're asking God to come down into that small place and just make us feel better... That is, that's not really what God's after. Now, the other thing that we can do to fill that sort of void that we're trying to create where we can hear God is our own enthusiasm can fill it. Um, we've probably all been guilty of this. We can be so desperate to hear from God that we actually feel like we've just got to help him out a bit. And we can do that in various ways. We can do it by just keep on asking for his Holy Spirit over and over again, and because we don't want that asking and then a gap. Nobody likes the gap, so we keep on asking. The other thing we can do is just fill that gap with lots of prophetic pictures, lots of words, encouraging us all to receive from God. But we've got to be really careful that we're not just filling the space. We've got to cut back on all of that and actually ask... And then receive. The third thing that can fill that space, of course, is the enemy. The enemy is really, really happy to fill that space for you that you're trying to create. And the way that he'll probably do it is he'll be popping negative thoughts about yourself or about other people. He'll be popping those in at the back of your head. And then he'll run around the back and say, call yourself a Christian. How dare you be here trying to receive from God when you're thinking things like that? So think to yourself, when you, when you come into worship, when you're trying to spend time with God, think, what, what am I listening to? What's going on in my head? If you're just feeling unworthy, or you're just feeling guilty, and so you feel like you can't come to God, then realize that you are listening to the enemy, and he doesn't want you to receive. So I had this little picture in my head, a really basic one, but I just thought, let's picture ourselves waiting for the Holy Spirit bus, but we're at the wrong bus stop. Okay, so picture this. If you want to catch a certain bus, you've got to be at the right bus stop. Otherwise, you are going to watch that bus sail right past and be really upset about the people who did manage to get on it. So what do I mean by that? So receiving... Um, More of God's presence, his power, his anointing in our lives has so much to do, as Pete said, about how we position ourselves. If you've positioned yourself at the wrong bus stop, then you are not going to catch the bus, okay? When your mind is filled with your problems, your inadequacies, your distractions, you are on the wrong side of the road, You have not positioned yourself to receive. So what's the right position? So how do we wait on the right side of the road? The right position is always in our minds because that is where the battle is. So we've got to change those thoughts that really aren't working for us. Okay, The right side of the road is where you begin to fill your mind with what God says about you. All right. When we sing the worship songs that we've been singing today, they are full of truth. And as well as us giving praise to God in that, he is also always singing those truths back over us. Building us up in our spirits, raising our faith. That's why it's so important to have worship songs that are just full of truth. Because it feeds us and it raises up faith within us. The more we know about how God sees us, all he's done for us and all that he's got for us, the more we can rise up, the more we can cast off our old selves and the more we can receive from him. So we've got to give no more room to negative thinking about ourselves and we've got to give more room to being open To receive from God without fear. So we've got this whole month. We've still got some months to go. And next month it's about receiving from the Father and just focusing in on him. So why not spend these next few weeks um, collecting up Bible verses of what God says about you. Make them personal to you. I would suggest you even declare them out loud daily because there's power in our spoken words. I'll give you some examples. I am seated in heavenly places with Christ. I am born of God, and I overcome the world. I am a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come. There is now no condemnation for me, because I am in Christ Jesus. Everyone who asks, including me, receives. How much more will my Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to me when I ask him? In Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And I have been given fullness in Christ. I challenge you, try that a few days, a few weeks, speaking out personal truths about what God's done for you. And I I defy you to not feel better about yourself and not to feel stronger and feel like, yeah, I I can receive from God. There is nothing that can hold me back. Because when we focus our minds on how God sees us and how loved we really are, then our problems and our inadequacies are no longer our main focus. And we can be more like the little children that Jesus talked about when he, when he said, come to God like a little child. And so we can run to daddy with open arms, with freedom from fear, And total expectation that we will only receive good things. So I'll let Pete just finish up.
1: Brilliant. Okay, let's just close our eyes. Just got a minute or so. Lord, we just welcome you. We welcome you, Lord. We press in. As you reminded us this morning, we press into you now. We say, Lord, we, are, we quieten our soul, we quieten our mind, and we just trust in your abundant grace upon us. Holy Spirit, we invite you as we come into this time now of worship and reflection. Holy Spirit, we welcome you and invite you to speak to us. Lord, I ask you to speak to me. I ask you to speak to me. Speak into my heart, Lord. Reveal more of heaven to me. Reveal more of heaven's perspective over my life and over my circumstances. And Lord, I receive more of your spirit. I receive more of your spirit now. I just open my arms and I just allow you to pour over me To the glory of Jesus, to the expansion of the kingdom, and to the moving of the Holy Spirit in, through, and around me, and through me, in Jesus' name. Amen.